I got confused because Biff starts at uh, 11.30. Uh, this is a different show. One day I'm going to try yeah. listening to Biff. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to... All right. Yeah. Don't see that happening. Go ahead and I'm going to move my calendar, my, my appointment for this, <laughs> which I never moved Did you from just say calendar? 12.30. I know. Yeah. How about that? Which I had never moved from 12.30. I so. feel like we need a fanfare for that. <laughs> <laughs> you want the, should we do the calendar song? It's calendar. Actually, I'm not sure I can because this is a, this is a Google. This is the thing. This is the thing that Dan set up. <laughs> but it's at the right time. So why should it's you have not to at the it? right time? It's at 12:30. <laughs> so maybe I didn't update it when you updated it the last time. Maybe I just my recommendation. Yeah, I'm looking at mine. Delete him from it and then add him to it again. Delete. Oh, believe me, oh. I've tried. Uh, <laughs> yes, fine. Uh, it just says John Moltz question mark on mine. <laughs> Remove I have a tattoo invity. of John Walsh. Oh, now it says Lex Friedman exclamation point. <laughs> I think you mean oh, it's Lex Friedman. <laughs> well, it's, it, the exclamation point comes first, so... Not Lex Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not Lex Friedman. That's the, it was me and not Lex Friedman every week. Uh, that's, that's the rebound guarantee. Mm. All right. Are you recording yet? We don't have that guy on the show. Are you recording okay. over there, John Waltz? I am recording. I, yeah, I, I have I have two lightly technologish topics. <laughs> lightly technologish. <laughs> Please write that down. That is the tagline for this show. Lightly technologish. Um, yeah, we got the title. We're done. So, all right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Topic the first is, uh, as I was uh, celebrating with, uh, I guess, both Dan and Moltz on uh, our iMessage thread, I, I did have a little uh, Mastodon post go viral from my perspective. <laughs> it was certainly my most popular post there, uh, where I was uh, celebrating the the new Apple Watch gesture for uh, getting notification center on your watch, which in my case is swipe up from the bottom, have that not work. Try the digital crown. Try the digital crown a second time, and then push the large button. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that is, and you got rightly roasted for that. No, no, people loved it. People, pe- there was a lot of agreement, John, in the nerd oh, community, I'm sorry. which is a lot of people. I was just thinking that I must have been thinking about the reply that I didn't say. <laughs> um, but I don't that, know. You call that a light roasting? I call that a <laughs> broiling. The, honestly, the part that I'm most mm, excited about roasting. from that post is. Uh, because I wrote it, now I remember how to get Control Center on the watch. But I, I don't. I think that these functions that they've given the buttons on the watch are dumb. I think that the way you get to Control Center on the watch is dumb. I don't know that I agree. Okay, I don't agree. I don't agree. How about that? I mean, the muscle memory thing is overcomable. I think is that a word overcomable, over surmountable. <laughs> what kind of show is this? Just making up words left and right on this show. It's totally flim flam flobable. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I never thought that the, the use of the side button before was very good. Like I never used it. That was what it brought up the dock, right? Where you could like go through applications that yeah. were pinned well, or whatever. I yeah, never used previously. That. And then before that it did something else, Let, right? Let's not talk about that. That's better. Yeah. Let's not say. <laughs> I literally don't even know what swiping over the bottom does now. Like I don't know what I'm looking at with this weird stack. Anything. No, it does. It gives me oh, a weird stack, stack of things. I hate it. I, yeah. It gives you the stack. It's totally useless. Oh, but I like to me. that. You you don't like the widget stack? No. The widget stack is like the best part of WatchOS 10. <laughs> Are you using it wrong? The best part You're of WatchOS totally 10 is the friends we made along the way. No, I just don't care about the widget stack. What? 
Well, I'm baffled. I think we've identified your problem. Yeah, I'm baffled. I'm baffled by this. I, I've identified two problems. It's both of you. Why do you I honestly? Have... I don't. I honestly don't use the stack that much, but um, but I I love having the button for the for the thing. I just I don't know why, but it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm both a widget stack user and a button lover, so I feel like I don't know. It's a weird. We've got quite a spectrum. I thank God that we've returned to our roots as an Apple Watch show. First of all, yeah, and. Yeah. It's about I time. I, <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite thing... <laughs> another, in, another tagline for the show. So I switched to using a watch face that has no complications on it. So I use the widget stack all the oh time because now it's got my stuff in it. Well, that's crazy to me. But I'm excited for you if it works for you. I also have well, an issue... I like particularly that I have like the ability... I can have like the timer complication where I just can tap it to start a timer, but it's not sitting on my watch face all the time doing nothing. Like... I'm a fan. Of I that. only use Siri for timers, but I, I have an issue right now with my watch that I only noticed in the past couple of days. I have a calendar widget. I honestly don't remember if it's Apple, if it's Apple's calendar or Fantastical's. But uh, when I tap into the calendar, it um, it always says I have nothing. <laughs> but I'm tapping on like, Great, events that it says. It's like, hey, you have two upcoming events, and then I tap, and it's like, oh, you have nothing planned for the day. <laughs> like, that's that's definitely not true. So I would like to figure that out. Bait, bait and switch. Yeah. The Jason Bateman switch is what I call it. <laughs> I, like, I can't even do a Jason Bateman. I don't even know what that would sound like. Uh, okay, um, so I'm accepting this new... I, th- this did not update the old event. And, um, I what? I removed you from the event. But then hopefully, <laughs> You've been removed. Hopefully you added him to the new one. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I got you want me to do one, that? But okay. the old, that, no, that no, part was, that was not specified. Yeah, no, it's okay. okay I'll, I'll, somehow I'll make this work. Or, or I'll just keep two. The problem <laughs> when I go type in Lex's name in the in the field is that I literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight emails for him, and I don't know which one to mm. use. Let me try that yeah. one. Anything that ends with my last name is fine. Any any variant of my last name in the email address will work. And I got At some point, four Apple, de- Apple decided that my, my dot .Mac address should be dot .me. And you can change it. it. I yeah, you can, but you can't tell your parents and everybody else to ch- <laughs> to change Ooh, it. Touche. And so I continue to get emails and all kinds of things to uh, dot me instead of dot mac. But it all so, goes to the same uh, place, right? It sucks. It does all go to the same place. It's just I now I have like fourteen. I mean, like you, I have fourteen different email addresses. Yeah, it is annoying, but I've I've simply come to embrace it. Um, the um yeah, I I mean that's the same problem like. At some point, people were like, oh, you could move away from iCloud after I was having like iCloud email problems. I was like, well, I don't really want to... Like, everybody has that address, and I know I could just forward it, but it's such a pain then. So I just... I think I just... Like like Lex, I embrace that and just don't worry about it, with the exception of my Gmail address, which is totally separate, and every once in a while, I go in and clean it out and find all the people who just think it's their Gmail address. I do appreciate... That's 90% of the mail there. The configuration settings in, in the mail apps that I use, where I can say that I either always want to reply from a specific address, or that I want to reply from the address you sent to, or whatever else, because those those options are useful for me. I struggle, still struggle with this, like... Struggle, struggle. I, mm-hmm. I real, I struggle, struggle. Um, the struggle, is struggle is real. <laughs> struggling, but worse. Uh, I commented about this a while back, and people told me it might be a bug, but I've still never been able to fix it. Which is on my Mac, when I respond to something in mail, it responds to the address to which it was sent. Right, like so, if somebody sends it my Mac.com account, and I hit reply, even if it gets forwarded to another, or like, okay. I'm trying to think of how to explain this because it's weird. Like I have a bunch of different addresses that that basically end up in one inbox. 
um, because they're like domain forwards where they just end up in like a central inbox. Yep. But mail is smart enough that with those, it recognizes you have a bunch of different addresses. And if somebody sends something to like my personal like website, you know, email, when I hit reply, it, it like populates that address and replies from that address, but it doesn't do it on my iPhone. It's never done it on my iPhone. I can get all the email, but when I do it, it just rep- replies from the default like single mailbox for that rather than the aliases, and I've never been able to get it to work. Mm. I find it very annoying because then I have to manually change it every time, and then when I do that, it like it's like, oh, you want to send it from that address, but we're also going to CC that address it got sent to, and I was like, I don't want that. I don't need mm. this email twice. Yeah, that's annoying. I'm sorry. Anyways, I don't know. I, uh, I don't have an answer for you. G- Gmail definitely has some settings for exactly this, but I, I don't know how to do it with Apple stuff. Uh, but but my other tech topic, I have... I don't want to talk about Apple stuff. I have um, like the story and the real-time follow-up. But so, as I've mentioned on this very program, uh, I would like to get a Rivian. And I, I put it down oh. a, a $1,000 deposit in April of this year. And this past Friday, we're recording on a Tuesday, so uh, the, I guess... I don't even know what the date was, but so this past Friday, I get an email from Rivian saying, "Hey, you can uh, order your Rivian now." And I was uh, away from home. I was I was backstage at a theater, and I pressed uh, the button, and it would show me the uh, build your custom Rivian page on the Rivian website for about mm, a half a second, and then redirect to a page that just congratulated me on my pre existing um, uh, reservation, but did not let me actually build the car. So it's like, yeah, maybe it doesn't work well on mobile. I'll try when I get home. I tried when I got home. It didn't work. I contacted tech support the next morning or, or Rivian customer support. I was like, hey, this is happening. They're like, oh, that's weird. And we see that you are eligible now to build your car and uh, th- also that it won't work for you. <laughs> so we'll talk to engineering and uh, check back with us on Monday. <laughs> so then I didn't listen. And on Sunday, I went to chat support. <laughs> And they were like, <laughs> I thanks for acknowledging Why are you your lack of listening. Today is not Monday. They, well, they literally said, oh, we see that you spoke to this person on Saturday. Uh, you're like, caught. Either they or engineering will get back to you on Monday. Uh, so on Monday, I called and <laughs> they said, yeah, there's about 120 people with that problem. Uh, it'll be fixed by the end of the day. So late in the day, Monday, I called again because it still wouldn't work. I just, I just want to give you money for a car. That's all I want to have happen right now. And uh, that time I stayed on hold. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want your filthy money. Exactly. That's right. I stayed on hold for 80 minutes. And then they answered and they said, yep, you're one of those 120. It's still a problem. They don't know when it'll be fixed. And I'm like, this seems crazy to me. Like, what a crazy problem. We've emailed. I don't know. I, I had multiple friends who got the email, all of them pre-ordered at different times. So like they, they told many people they could start ordering. <laughs> So how this 120 people got screwed up and how they couldn't fix it is beyond me. I was literally like trying to hack the JavaScript of the site so that it would stop redirecting me, <laughs> but that didn't work either. Um, Cause I could see it. I could see the page. Uh, and then uh, this morning I tried, it still didn't work. And then midday today I tried and it did work. So I have now officially uh, customized a Rivian that I don't yet have a delivery date for it, but that's the Not goodness. unlike a Rivian. That was a real roller coaster. Yeah, Exactly. Um, is it possible they're like, oh, we can tell you're up, you're upgrading from a Tesla, and we don't? <laughs> I think <laughs> they want, want Tesla you. owners as quickly as possible. That's my yeah. Idea. I think they, well, I think they would want to service as many they owners want a better, as they possibly. Can, maybe they right? want they a better want class of owners. <laughs> well, they want to sell cars. I think they want to sell cars. <laughs> I would think that they want they would probably enjoy anybody who switches from a Tesla. Yeah. Rather than rather than even more than people who switch from gas guzzlers. Mm-hmm. But and I haven't yet ordered an adapter to use my tesla chargers with it because i have an old school charger as well but one day i'll probably have to order one of those chargers so uh uh how many rivians did you order <laughs> just the one so far 
Okay. All right. But you still have, you'll still have one Tesla then. Well, Are you getting rid of the Tesla? I don't know what we're going to do. What I really like to do is get rid of the X because I hate the X and get a smaller, uh, crappier is electric color, car is that the color you got that is the yeah, color, yeah yeah it's nice that's color. nice um, i love that but i want to get a smaller because my my oldest can drive now and i'd like to get them something that's not a giant overpriced model x to drive around it so <laughs> i don't oh, know I just saw, oh, wait, i've got the car for you lex i do hold on i'm gonna pull it up i saw it in my feed this morning and was like if in different circumstances this is the uh electric car that i would buy if i didn't you know have a child and uh <laughs> Uh, uh, like, you know, need to tote stuff around, but tell me that's not an adorable little EV. <laughs> oh, that is cute. The oh. Fiat 500E. Yeah. yeah. That's very it, cute. And apparently it plays classical music. <laughs> Something with I don't know. Yeah, nobody's quite solved that problem music. of what do you make, what do you make car, electric cars sound like when they drive so that people know that electric cars oh, are yeah. coming. Right. Wow. That is... Cr- it has a sort of wry look on its face, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy that. <laughs> I enjoy it's that. a little bit it's crazy. A very... This is a thirty-four thousand dollars car with one hundred forty-nine miles. That is that is not a good. I mean, range. yeah, but what do you? Yeah. I mean, is your is your kid driving more than like around town? No, it's but fine. I just I do, especially because like once we once we own three electric cars, you'll always have to do some kind of charging dance. So I expect the cars to get a little bit lower than they might otherwise. It's not like your phone where you always plug it in. You'll sometimes plug in the cars. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, I I was looking at the Leaf. Uh, if Elon Musk weren't such a piece of shit, I would probably have gotten the Model 3, which would have saved me a lot of trouble, but not doing that. Seems like that would have ended, yeah, you would end up right back where you started there. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a mini EV now, too, which is... In the, like the, in the, the past, oh, is John Syracuse did yeah. some research for me on what I should get, and uh, I might have to ask him to freshen that up because he did it too long ago. <laughs> so, if you're listening, John, and we know you're not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I... I I was today. I walked past. Uh, I found. Um, was on taking a walk, and I saw a uh, version of basically my car, like but a station wagon, mm. which is the Golf Alltrack, which I don't even know if they make anymore. They may have only made it back. It looks like they may have been a 2019 model. So, but it's like, oh, kind of what I want. It's like my car, but with more storage space. <laughs> but I, you know, as with so many things, my problem is that like I want a car that is a little bit larger than my car and an ev and there are almost none like without going to essentially an suv it's basically very difficult to find there are almost no station wagons period in the u.s market and of those like the small number of station wagons there are i don't think any of them are electric except for maybe one i don't even know like audi has a wagon and Subaru has a bunch of wagons. Subaru has no electric wagons. It baffles me that Sudi yeah. Subaru, of all companies, yeah. a company that loves to talk about how much it loves going in the outdoors and the environment, yeah. has one right. really shitty uh, EV. Yeah. Karen, Karen's had three Subarus and has loved them all and is really looking forward to buying an electric one. Yeah, it's just sorry. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, they can't get their shit together. Toyota, yeah. too, weirdly, is like, they, got, they went all in on the Prius and yeah. then really were like oh we're not doing evs we're just doing hybrids yeah. uh and i think that is not great for them either so yeah. yep the the ev that i want doesn't exist yet so i'm not, I'm not yeah I, that's car. every time i look that's kind of the conclusion that i come to and then and then i see the new integra and i'm like oh god <laughs> i really like the hyundai ionic but i don't know i don't know it feels weird also to have too many different brands of electric cars which feels like where i'm gonna end up <laughs> Which doesn't make sense, right? You wouldn't care if you had different brands. Yeah, right. Get, get what you, yeah. Gas get cars. what you need for each. But I don't know. Just each, each person, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. The closest I've found right now is the uh, the Volkswagen has a new ID7, which is like a sedan. It looks probably a little bit more like a Model S in terms of its shape, like a sedan with like a curved back sort of. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that one. That's cool. I would consider that. But they also have a wagon variant of it. It's just not available yet. It's been like testing. So I'm kind of holding out, thinking like by the time I need a new car, maybe. Maybe there will be more options closer to, you know, what I actually am looking for. It does crack me up. Whoops, whoops all cars. My my yeah. first electric car was uh, at the range of like 80 miles. <laughs> that first yes. Nissan Leaf was just yeah. a joke. You didn't like that car, did you? I loved that car. I loved that car. Really? I just hated oh, its range. Oh, I thought range. you hated it. No, the car itself was awesome. Oh, okay. The range was horrible. Okay. Like it got 80 okay. miles if it was warm and downhill and slow. So really it got like 50 miles. So like. They talk about range anxiety with electric vehicles. That car was the living, breathing embodiment of <laughs> range anxiety. I get range anxiety just thinking about that leaf. Like, can I think far enough to get it? <laughs> but, man, it was a cool car. It was fun. I would get a new leaf, no question. Um, but, the, yeah, the, the, mm. those old ranges were terrible. Terrible. Just you know what's not terrible, terrible though? No. <laughs> ZocDoc. Uh, there's three intros. Let's That's pick it. the best one. That's it. That's it. That's all it. That's Confession. All That's the tweet. Confession time. Raise your hand if you've caught yourself listening to so-called health experts on social media. Maybe they say something about your morning drink. Yeah. And you find yourself wondering if it is related to your symptoms. Meanwhile, when was the last time you went to an actual good doctor? If you have to think about it, it's time to head to ZocDoc. There are thousands of top-rated doctors on ZocDoc. They're all listed with verified patient reviews so you can find and book a doctor who not only has years of experience and an actual medical degree, but also gets you. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even get same-day appointments. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps, so no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Nobody wants to talk to people unless it's for a podcast. You want to use an app. Uh, I am one of the million of ZocDoc users. I've used it to get glass out of my foot. <laughs> I've used ZocDoc to deal with other foot pain. I've used ZocDoc to get weird things removed from my body that were causing me pain. It's great. I'm a big fan. And it's, uh, as I've said many times, the, their app is better at finding doctors who take my insurance than my insurance company's crappy website. Um, which always logs me out. Uh, so go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Oh, God, I hate that. And download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash rebound. ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show and my health. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> here is a very, you're in the middle of an extremely important thing that is also extremely confusing. And we're going to log you out every five minutes. The worst. Oh, God. The dresser. Yes. Crazy. ZocDoc does not do that, to be clear. It's insurance company crappy yep. websites that do that. That is correct. Woo. I have one other tech thing. That. One other tech oh, thing. Oh, all right. This is Lex is running the show today. Love it. But then I'm out. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I recently had a birthday, and my- He's leaving early. My, yeah. My parents got me a gift from my wish list that I was pretty nervous about whether it would actually work, but it did, which was a, a Sensibo. I don't know if either of you guys have ever used these guys. It's made up. No, I've never heard made of a thing. Sensibo yep, is- uh, a thing that takes uh, any air conditioning or heating unit that uses a remote control and makes it work via Wi-Fi. And I had that mini split installed in my office sometime in the past 12 months. And uh, 
Every once in a while, if I'm using it and then I leave the house, I forget to turn it off. And I can turn off all, you know, the other furnaces <clears> in the house because they're on their nests. I want Google to know where I am at all times. But this one, like if I left it on, it was just on. And so I got the Sensibo, which is this tiny little thing that plugs in. It connects to your wireless network and it really is just an IR blaster that speaks heating and air conditioning units. It's like a universal remote <laughs> and uh, the app works well and it blasts them. But it really is a droid that understands the binary language of heating. <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Uh, but no, if uh, if you are in the market, if you have a, a an AC unit or a heating unit or both, that uses a remote but is not on Wi-Fi. Yeah, this does it, and it's it worked. Great. I don't, you know, I'm I'm very diligent about turning them on and off. And, Ooh, look but, at this guy. Um, I know someone who also lives in the house who is much <laughs> less diligent about turning them on and off. So uh, that this could this could work for that person. And the app, I mean, the app is fine. It's not amazing, but it works. Um, I I did feel, uh, yeah, I felt bad when we went away for Thanksgiving for a couple of days, and I realized when I got back that I forgot. Usually, like I set the vacation mode on my Ecobee, and I forgot. Until I mean, it didn't matter. This would not have solved my problem because I literally forgot until I walked back into the house and was like, "Oh, I never turned the the heat down while we were gone." <laughs> that is honestly well, what I like about the Nest is that it does it by itself. Like we leave for vacation and then it no, shuts itself. I don't. I don't. I don't want that. I don't want it to tell. I don't want to oh, make I, that decision. For I actually, me. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, and then the the smart thing, the tricky thing is to remember, like when you land at the airport again, or when it's your day of coming home, to tell it, "Hey, turn things back on, so the house is not freezing when I get back." Hmm. That is that's the nest that's trick. Hmm. I've gotten good at the it. Trick. Anyway, those right. are those are Lex's topics. I'm now handing over control of the show to John and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to think. I think he was he's trying to. He's got to take one. a call. I was going to pick one or the one other, and then I couldn't do it, so I, I picked you. Both. It's Dan. Let's just be clear. Uh, hi, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the thing? You know, the thing that you talked about. Um, uh, did you write the thing on six colors about it, or did Jason? Oh my God, John! Because <laughs> you were talking, talking about, about it earlier. <laughs> you were talking about it. Uh, it's the the beeper thing. I was talking about. It. I did not write the thing yeah. on six colors, but okay. I was no, talking about that. Uh. Yes, the Beeper Mini, which is a way to basically get blue bubbles on your Android phone, which is interesting. Um, but so there's been a bunch of these. And I think in the past we've talked about them and always been like, yeah, they've required you to like log in with your credentials or whatever or relied on some really hacky way of doing it. And it seemed like a bad thing. There was one recently that got taken down because they had a ton of security problems. Um, what's interesting about this one is you don't need... Your, to give it your Apple ID credentials. Basically, it, it, they reverse engineered the system where um, Apple has a system where you register your phone via SMS and tell it essentially, this is an iMessage capable phone. And somebody reverse engineered that so that you can basically send uh, you know, an SMS from your phone number in your Android phone to this registration service and then just say, hey, I can take iMessages. And it's like, great, you can take iMessages. Um, and that's it. <laughs> it doesn't support everything that iMessages do right now i think it doesn't support the um uh like the effects and stuff like that but it does support um full end-to-end encryption supposedly reactions threads um group chats etc uh and the the consensus seems to be a you know it has a degree of legitness because they reverse engineered it which is something that they're technically can like you know you can't stop them from doing really unless you change the system and that's going to be a real pain in the ass for apple to change because it's using their actual workflow for this um and that it would potentially like 
it's still using their servers for most stuff. I think the one exception is push notifications don't get routed through it, but it doesn't doesn't contain the contents of the message. It's just the alert that you got a new message and that they have their own like workaround for. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, not a thing I think that any of us need, but interesting because there does seem to be a desire for it. And Apple's certainly going to take some flack if they, you know, shut this down in some way because they are currently in the process of claiming we're not gatekeepers over iMessage. Uh, it's not so so popular that we need to like open it up to people. So uh, shutting that down does feel like a bad idea on their part. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they did shut it down if they found a way. I wouldn't be either. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault them for it. It's theirs. Yeah, I mean, uh, fair enough. I mean, I think they can't, they can't, I don't think they could like sue them to stop it. Right. But I think they could absolutely change the technology. I think the biggest issue is how much, how much of a problem is that going to be or how much of a disruption is it going to be for everybody else who is like Apple, like legitimate Apple product owners? Like, is this going to fuck with that system in a way that is going to cause problems right, what, because they're trying to shut down this loophole or whatever. What I could imagine happening is if Apple were to do something that blocked it from working and you've now registered that number with iMessage, now you have to figure out how to unregister that message, that number, so that iPhone users trying yeah. to text you can actually have their messages reach you. <laughs> yeah. Suckers. So it may be just, it may just be, be, be part fun. of it may be more trouble than it's worth. We don't, don't want to talk to you Somebody anyway. gets in the live stream asked if they can't DMCA it. My understanding is the reverse engineering is kind of a, a DMCA exemption. Like, so my understanding is no, but I'm not a lawyer. So what? I know this will come as a shock to everybody here. Since I've been calling myself Dan Warren, attorney at law, Esquire. <laughs> it seemed redundant, but I also thought it was just cool. I have a friend who legally changed his name from John to Sir John so that he could look like a knight. That's true. Well, I have so what? many thoughts about that, and most of them are not complimentary. Well, no, none. None of them are. I'm just saying, yeah, he's not you could listener. legally change your name to uh, That's Dan That's fine. I knew uh, one of my friends, uh, my friends it was in not ER, Maltz. My friend is an ER Zero doctor, marks. and uh, uh, he uh, used to work with a guy named Loki Sky Lizard. <laughs> see, that I like. <laughs> i'm googling that guy now to see if that's real yeah i'm not yeah that sounds that sounds fake but nope it's real okay all right <laughs> sorry the best part of this is googling them because he is a doctor and finding this video uh <laughs> starring this guy which is a titled i shit you not dr loki sky lizard on robotic surgery <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do they host the podcast Robotic Surgery or Not? <laughs> oh, man. Love this. Anyway. Uh, uh, this is quite something. We do have some listener yeah. questions if you don't have other topics that you want to get to. <laughs> oh, I do want to mention one thing. Do it. Uh, I haven't got, tried, got a chance to try it out yet, but um, Zoom quietly drops mm. their Apple TV app oh, at the right. end of the yeah. week. Um, and so I did install it. I haven't had a chance to actually use it yet. I think my biggest challenge with it is going to be I don't know if there's a good workflow for somebody sends you a link to a Zoom. How do you open that on your Apple TV? Right. Like what I think the options on there are like new meeting and join meeting, but join meeting requires you to type in like the meeting code and shit. It's like ah, it's dead. No, don't want to do that. Well, I'm curious if they do anything like so many of the streaming services do, where to join the meeting you can also like go to a URL on your other device and it'll update the TV. Send send it. Yeah. 
you know, like when, when, like when yeah. Netflix is like, type in these six letters or something to verify, to log into this thing. My guess is that I, from the brief time I've used it, it doesn't seem like that is a thing, <laughs> but it also feels like in some ways they just dropped this with a little fanfare. So maybe they haven't entirely built out the, the experience around that yet. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, cause it shows you if you have like, you know, meetings in your zoom profile, right. Yeah. Like, you know, which I do for some stuff but not mostly for the like sort of ad hoc zooms I do. Uh, yeah. So like for those, it'll show you stuff that's in your account, but I have a lot, like most of mine are not in my account. So right. I don't really know. Zoom wants you to connect to your calendar, that. which I'm not going to do. <laughs> nope. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Anyways, thought I'd throw that out there. I'm, I'm very excited. The, yeah. I did my, like I have a, you know, a magnetic mount that I had on top of my studio display to use continuity camera, but I ended up never really using it because it was more of a pain than it's worth. So I put it down on the TV and the the image is certainly way nicer than what I was doing for like zoom on the TV before, which was I would have my MacBook on like our, you know, Ottoman or something and airplay it to the Apple TV, yeah. which is always weird because you're looking at the TV, which means you're never looking at the camera. So it just looks like you're looking off into space or something. So it always felt kind of impersonal. I do have some bad news from Apple, which is that uh, none of our Why podcasts... Is Apple sending you bad news? None of our podcasts <laughs> are the uh, podcast of the year. That uh, that honor went to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And, uh, now we I know we, why. We were a close second. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> we were close. I, I have it on that. good authority. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and believe that. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, you know, I believed Loki Sky Lizard. So <laughs> Loki Sky Lizard was real. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, it was low key real. Uh huh. <laughs> nope. Um. All right. Now we're gonna do questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now uh. there's some of these that I thought maybe we had. I guess they came in the day we recorded, so we haven't covered them yet. Kelly F asks a pair of questions. The first, since we're heading into the holiday season, are there any goodies you see in your future, or anything you're still somewhat evaluating? Um, so, so many things I'm evaluating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really put a lot of tech on my list because I tend to just, you know, <laughs> buy stuff if it's tech really. I don't want to have to ask other people buying tech. And usually, you know, we do like a, uh, uh, you know, a Secret Santa uh, and it's a, you know, $40 limit. So, like, <laughs> there's not a lot of tech that's like 40 bucks that I'm really like, oh, yeah, I need to. Not on that. this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Not that. We could, but uh, we don't. Uh, I I still want I mean <laughs> I still want a uh, 3D printer that works but um I am waiting until the ones that are like fully self leveling have come down to a reasonable self price because because um there's the ones that are like that are still fairly they're, they're more than I want to patent spend let's put it that way because I don't know how much I'm going to use this thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, six six hundred bucks is the one that um, it's not that bad. The wire cutter recommends it's not. No, I mean it's yeah for what it is. I'm sure it's it's great, but that's just more than I really want to spend on one of these devices. So. I uh, the the big tech thing I have on a wish list that I don't know if I'll get or not is a a, a CarPlay external device. Since none of the cars that I buy mm-hmm. seem to have CarPlay integrations, um. Uh, so I don't know if that'll happen, but I, I got the ones that had the best reviews on Amazon. It was the one I put on my wish list. <laughs> so we'll see. I know I'm getting an Xbox S. Oh, because you bought it. <laughs> Cause yeah, I bought that'll it. That'll do it. That'll do it every time. <laughs> yeah. 
honestly, the only thing I really want is bigger drives for my Synology, like we talked about before. And then... And a Rivian. <laughs> yeah. Kelly F. also asked, if you came across a genie bottle and rubbed it, now, in this case, I just want to say it's J-E-A-N-I-E. So I think this is a woman named Genie who's in a bottle. But just, anyway. <laughs> do, you dream, if you, do you dream of her? Do you find yourself being... If you came across a Genie mm. bottle and rubbed it, would you... Oh, this is a question for Are me. Are you an astronaut? Would you wish, Lex, to rid the world of Fridman, change the SEO gods, or have another wish to free yourself? Uh, listen, I don't like Fridman. I don't need to rid the world of him. I would just give him a totally different name, like Don Morin or something. No, I I, I just <laughs> wish that he didn't have my name. Loki Skyler. Because it really... It does suck. <laughs> like, especially the fact that he's also in podcasting i do get messages for him every day and uh it genuinely makes me sad so yes i would take i mean listen if the genie could also do like world peace i'd do that but if it was like hey you can have one selfish wish and that's it yeah i'd probably think about the uh uh changing that guy's name or like a billion dollars i don't know one of those two for sure <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> if you had a billion dollars you could probably force him to change yeah. his name mm. uh yeah, he's probably viable for less than that <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Ifix.cz says, can you please, this is, a, this is Inside Baseball, we'll, we'll cover real quick. Can you please explain how the three-member feeds work? I have a feeling that recently I heard the bonuses twice. Yes, we made a change. Dan used to take the time to edit the bonus episode out of the bootlegs episodes, uh, but we stopped doing that. So although we have three feeds available, one of which contains bootleg and bonus, one is just bootlegs and one is just bonuses, the one that contains bootleg and bonuses no longer makes any sense. <laughs> Because the bootleg feed itself contains bootlegs and bonuses. Uh, so if you're hearing more than you want, you want to go back to your memberful page and you can choose just to get uh, the bootleg and that'll cover you. Should uh, we just remove one of the other? A hundred percent. But if we that, turned it okay. off, it'll break stuff for people who are still subscribed to that one. <laughs> so it's good call. Yeah, good stuff. That's, that's why we um, pay you the medium bucks. Mahir says, <laughs> what kind of a cook are you? Assumes question is not in evidence, Mahir. The type who follows the recipe down step by step and weighs everything or the uh, eyeball it yeah. and wing it type? Uh, my answer is eyeball meth. it and wing it. Eyeball it and wing it. I don't. I mean, weigh. I you know, I, I generally try and. Follow, I mean, I usually, I often get in trouble if I don't follow too closely. But, <laughs> but I, as particularly as far as like the amount of spices and stuff like that, I do not. I frequently, almost all the time, do not measure exactly. I just, I just dump some spices in. Um, it, it, it really depends on what I'm cooking, um, because. I tend to be a, a recipe follower, but a lot of that is trained into me because, like, we've done um, at least, you know, we've done a meal kit at least part of the time for the last several years because it just simplifies matters. And so with those, you know, they've got the recipes and I generally follow the recipes. Do you find that it really simplifies matters? Yes. 100%. Okay. Because I find, like, which, which one are you using, man? HelloFresh. Okay. Maybe, Not maybe, because I find that when we got the Blue Apron ones, that the... It often it took me longer to make those than it's not stuff that, that it I... takes me longer. It's not that it doesn't take me longer to make. It simplifies the um, planning, like sure. trying to figure yeah, out what right, I'm because you cook. don't have to. And, that's that's absolutely true. And also, yeah. left our own devices, we would probably cook the same six things. And it's like that's yeah. fine. I like all those things, but I'd like to I like to mix it up. I like to eat different stuff. Um, yeah. So I appreciate the the ver diversity and the like not having to go shopping and figure out ingredients and end up with leftover ingredients and all that. So is this we an do one? <laughs> not I said they were not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, but we do it every other we we basically do it every other week now. So we do one week where we like okay. meal plan and do our own, and then we do a week with a box, and that just makes life yeah. easier. Speaking of speaking of ad reads, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I I got my mom factor for her. Uh, for her birthday oh, cool um, and she she absolutely loves it so, in there. ironically my meal kit was delivered yesterday in a 
in a truck that had like a factor ad on it, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. I will say, Lauren does most of the cooking in our family because she loves cooking. I'm happy to cook, and I do. I cook like the meat. If it's going to be grilled, or if it's a steak that I'm making, then that that'll turn to meat. But I don't weigh anything, but I definitely, if the recipe says to use a cup or a quarter cup or whatever, I'm going to use a measuring cup for those things. But the scale does not come out when I'm cooking. Not ever. Yeah. Like there are a few, there are things that I have down well enough that I don't even, I don't measure it. I just do it however I want to do it basically. But like, yeah, there's, if I'm doing a new recipe, certainly I spend the time to like follow the instructions. And then later on, I, you know, I usually make notes or something like, okay, this was, you know, needed more of this or needed less of this or like cook this longer or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to be much... My wife is very much a chaos cooker of like, let's just dump all these things in and see what happens. And sometimes it's, you know, a lot of times it's fine. She's really good at a few things. And then sometimes it's like, why are you... I'm looking at her like, why are you doing this? This looks like madness to me. Why is there cinnamon and pepper in there? Um, uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yitz wants to, wants to know, help! As a dad who only thinks about tech and devices, what can I get my kids for Hanukkah that is fun and not tech-related? Help a dad out. Guilt. Uh, I'm sorry, gelt. Gelt. <laughs> I meant to say gelt. The the biggest answer I could think of when I saw this question come in was experiences. Like, is there a cool concert you could take them to that you normally wouldn't be able to go to or mm. would find too expensive for like a show or something? Like that's, we took Liam to see Queen and that was a big gift for him. And like, that was, I mean, Queen with Adam Lambert. Uh, I was going to say, with the, t- wow, yeah, with right, the yeah. time travel trip was very expensive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do love the Queen always says it's with this other person. Like, it doesn't count. It's not, he's not in Queen. Adam Lambert's not in Queen. He is with Queen. Um, but that's that was where my head went. It was like, is there a cool experience? Because kids, your kids only want technology. <laughs> that's, that's <my> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we... Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm trying to think of like what the other Hank always, always like puzzles too, but um, uh, we would have a lot of fun with Nerf guns and with other projectile violence things. So <laughs> violence, yeah. So I mean, I'm not sure if that's if that's great either. If that's a great suggestion, so maybe <laughs> maybe the I, experience thing is better. Um, I so my kids really too young to even understand presents, which is great for me for the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, in terms of present giving, I agree with Lex. Experiences are good. I'm also a fan of consumables in generally because I just don't want more stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, a nice, some nice can- chocolates or something maybe are always nice, or like something, something fancy maybe you wouldn't get like most of the time. I don't know what yeah. kids like for fancy stuff. Like, you know, well, for you my get wife, like a like pancakes or a pancake breakfast yeah, thing, something yeah, like that. That'd be cool. Um, like nice hot chocolate fancy hot chocolates or something if they're into that kind mm-hmm. of thing i don't know like there's lots of options there i mean i i you know my my wife you know i usually get her some chocolates something for christmas or um a nice bottle of like alcohol of some kind that she likes like <laughs> liquor that she likes or whatever but you know obviously not appropriate for your children unless they're over the age of 21 in which case go nuts <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, you do you. If you want to give your 16-year-old a bottle of wine, <laughs> I am not going to stop you, but maybe think twice. I mean, Manischewitz is probably a little... Um, anyway, so that was it. Josh asks, are there any holiday mm-hmm. traditions that you don't like but keep doing because of tradition? <laughs> Celebrating the holidays? <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Uh, I see someone's heart is two sizes too small. 
There are, I mean, oh God, Karen and Hank always like going to things that I hate going to. <laughs> going to places is what John is. Going Leaving to, like they went the to house. they went to the the Christmas parade on Sunday, and I was like, oh God, I will stay home and take care of the dog. <laughs> um, and and I did. <laughs> And, and, the dog and at some point, at some point, the zoo lights thing is going to come up. I'm oh, we went to zoo lights sure. this weekend. <laughs> and I don't see the, I mean, I see the point in going to zoo lights every few years. They are, they do not change enough from year to year for, for me to make it worth my while. So call, call me every five years. I will go to zoo lights, but I don't need to go every single year. We go, we've gone the last two or three years to zoo lights and enjoyed it. I mean, it doesn't need to be have stuff that's new or whatever it's just like it's fun to walk around and with the lights um uh other than that i don't know i don't i don't really have a holiday traditions i don't like i enjoy the holiday season quite a bit so there aren't a lot of things that i think to myself boy i hate doing this because usually if that's the case i just stop doing it <laughs> i must be nice i don't have a great answer here i nice. I, I, I love always if i get invited to christmas parties because otherwise i don't have anything to do around christmas time but i I will say I struggle with, obviously, if somebody says Merry Christmas to me, I'm zero offended. Um, but I really, I struggle a little bit with saying it back, which makes no sense because it's extremely likely that that person celebrates Christmas, even though I don't. So I, I always end up going with you two and then feel weird about it. So that is the tr- uh, Christmas tradition that I hate is my saying you two to people who wish me a Merry Christmas because it feels like I'm lying twice. <laughs> mm. ah. uh, anyway. Finally, uh, Derek of the Edmund Fitzgerald asks, are you aware of the case being made online <laughs> that, <laughs> that Die Hard is a Hanukkah movie rather than a Christmas movie? Uh, I was not <laughs> aware of this until I saw I would your like this, question. I would like this explained. <laughs> so I found an <laughs> uh, article from The All from 2016 about this. Um, uh, the argument that I have seen online sucks. So, <laughs> so I wasn't aware of it. I now am, and it is clearly a Christmas movie, not a Hanukkah movie. Yeah, uh, I don't. I haven't read this argument, but I it's don't feel. Yeah, I don't feel like there's any reason uh, that I would believe it. I guess is my short answer because there's like that's literally like ho ho ho. This is a machine. Yeah, gun, there's, very, yeah a, there's there's a very, some very specific, very yeah, specific, very specific. I think what people maybe don't realize that these articles are leaning on is that Yippie Kaye motherfucker is a Hebrew expression. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of Yippie Kai Oi, motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, if you want to be one of those cool people who submits questions, listen to those bonus episodes we were talking about, get the bootlegs, or even listen live while we record, like nine people are doing right now, uh, head over to reboundcast.com slash nope, go to prime.reboundcast.com, and that's where you'll see it. If you go to reboundcast.com, you'll find the link to the Prime page. Prime.reboundcast.com. Woohoo. Drive safe.